Viking believes that a journey on the rivers of the world can be an experience designed for the thinking person. Viking, exploring the world in comfort. Learn more at viking.com. Learn how to plan, invest, and live smarter with the Raymond James For What It's Worth podcast. Featuring insights from leading professionals, you'll get the latest in wealth management, market commentary, and engaging research. Listen today at raymondjames.com slash podcast. I'm Jace Lacob, and you're listening to Masterpiece Studio. For the past three years, the gentle breezes and sunny Mediterranean climes of Corfu have meant but one thing to Masterpiece viewers. The Durrell family is back. Emigres from Bournemouth, the off-squabbling clan is firmly ensconced in the warm embrace of the Corfiat island, but the distant winds of war are whipping up around them. But we hate Greece's drift towards fascism. The Nazis are polluting Europe country by country. And Greece is next. Radical solutions are required. We must join together. Oh, spare me the waterworks. In their ramshackle house by the sea, Louisa, Larry, Leslie, Margot, and Jerry Durrell, plus scores of wild animals, extended family members, and confused locals, have provided viewers a home away from home and a gentle reminder that the only constant in this life is family. What have I done? I've spent the last of our money getting a house fit for guests. None of you are interested. One lodger I want to kill, and the other who probably wants to kill us. Oh, that's ridiculous. Shut up. But now, the fourth season of the series, which premiered on Masterpiece on PBS this week, will sadly be the show's last. It was good to be the, um, the grown-up and say, no, that's, that's to stop now. But there were more stories to tell. But the family itself, you know, rather sort of conveniently, by 1938 um, and nine, when we, when we joined them in the fourth season, they were starting to sort of spread their wings and they weren't the um, sort of nucleus of family that they were before. They were starting to, in a way, say goodbye to each other and to us. With five episodes to go, series creator and executive producer Simon Nye joins us to discuss adapting Gerald Durrell's beloved books for the small screen, those beautiful animated title sequences, and what he'll miss about this wacky Durrell family as we all say goodbye to this beloved British clan. And this week we are joined by the Durrells in Corfu creator and executive producer Simon Nye, Kalimera. Hello, Kalimera. <laughs> uh, before we jump into this fourth and final season, let's go back to the beginning. You had previously adapted My Family and Other Animals for the BBC. What drew you back to Corfu and to the Durrells a second time around? Well, the cheap answer is a producer asking me to revisit the territory which I'd um, reluctantly abandoned after um, you know, finishing what was a pretty straight adaptation of the first of the trilogy, My Family and Other Animals. Um, and as always with a, with a one-off um, film, you think, well, that's a shame, I've got a, the characters are gone now. So this is great when um, Sally Woodward Gentle, the legendary producer, um, asked me to look at it again and with a slightly different angle on it and, um, and uh, for a returning series, drama series. Um, plenty of hours to explore the family um, in all their majesty and, and a little bit, you know, just a chance to sort of extrapolate a bit and fill in some of the gaps. And what is it specifically about the Durrells and their history on Corfu that makes for such an appealing subject? It's a beautiful island is, is one one aspect. It's a, it's a simpler lifestyle. They've come from a stuffy English seaside town 
um, Bournemouth. No offence, Bournemouth, but it's it's a very English in its sort of stultifyingly um, sort of class-ridden structures. And it's um, and Corfu had none of that. Um, it had certain um, rules which they learnt sort of slowly um, and painfully at times. But um, at at its simplest, it was a sort of a, a sensual. Um, bath um, and a sort of a chance to explore themselves, get to know each other better as a family, to work out a few of their problems along with uh, adding to a few of them Um, and just to have a completely revolutionary time. People didn't travel as much back then. They certainly didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't know there was no electricity. They didn't know that there was sort of um, only a vestigial idea of um, how to speak English among um, the Greeks and who can blame them and the Daryls didn't speak um, Greek either so there were a lot of um, uh, challenges um, but it was um, uh, the innocence of the of the Greek island was was, um, was uh, a lure for them and, and I think it has been for viewers Given that these are real life figures how much dramatic license did you allow yourself and how much did you view Gerald Durrell's books as sacrosanct? I didn't regard his books as sacrosanct because he certainly played fast and loose with the truth famously he sort of um adapted what happened um to his own needs in terms of entertainment and uh and the natural history element as well i think he sort of made stuff up really but there was obviously a core of truth and he 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 knew that he was there to entertain um uh, he didn't want to sort of transgress the greek people and and um and turn them into Sort of mindlessly turn them into comic foils, but he um, he certainly um, um, didn't regard um, the facts as a uh, impediment to a good story. So I, I, I took on I took that sort of guiding light. Um, I mean, he missed out whole characters. Um, Larry's fiance Nancy um, doesn't feature in the book. Um, Theo is not married in the book. So we I took a view that sort of you could. Um, sometimes enrich the stories by um, not making them up, but by by looking at what actually happened and um, some of the things that Jerry didn't actually mention, um, like Leslie working for the police force. We uh, I, I used that in in a few episodes, and I um, so I, I used the fictional world uh, and also the, the reality that wasn't reflected in the books, and together. Um, you do got to, you got to come up with a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of plot. Um, and I, I in some cases I, I sort of didn't like doing it. But I did feel that for the sake of a modern TV audience, you need to, to um, have have a few liberties taken. Do you see this ultimately as a work of, say, faction rather than fact or fiction? Let's go with faction, shall we? Um, I, you know, it, it's a different uh, a book is different from a TV series, which is different from a, a, a life lived. So, um, so we're, we're already in the realms of fiction. Um, but I am, um, yeah, as I say, I think I think Gerald would have approved. Um, Larry certainly, um, Lawrence Durrell, who wrote about his family in a completely different way again, would have approved. Um, so um, I'm going to hope that the viewers generally approved. A few, I mean, if the, the, there's for people that hadn't um, read the books or or taken them to their hearts, it was uh, it was harder for one or two viewers to hold themselves back from saying, "How dare they make this show?" Which wasn't. Um, as I thought the Durrells would be, but that's always the way, I'm afraid. Coffee in the northern gazebo. Oh, make your own. Oh, I've got better things to do than flap around after you. There's a fugitive upstairs. Um, we wouldn't have needed to take in guests, fugitive or normal, if you hadn't buggered up Auntie's legacy like the great idle walrus you are. 
I may be a walrus, but I am a paying walrus. How much involvement has Lee Durrell, Jerry's widow, had within the show? She's been there for us. I've talked to her certainly at the beginning, um, and she was there as a benign presence. I sort of half expected the phone to go at any time and her to say, how dare you, what have you done, in the memory of my uh, my husband. But she didn't. I think, I mean, she's a practical person. She knows that Jerry's book's obviously inside out, and she knows that, that he was um, he embraced the idea of um, making things work for entertainment purposes, whether they're true or not so um so she's been great basically and and her main focus is a practical one of getting people to go to um jersey zoo and uh, which is you know where which was started by gerald darrell and is, and is um it's a fine place to go do go listeners but i do think it's um you know it, it's, it can be a battle sometimes to um in commercial terms so and also you know Gerald Darrell's body body of work is waiting to be read by a new generation. So she she regarded it as a at the very least as a marketing tool and was, was just fantastic about the whole show. Is there something immensely powerful about the fact that this is in 2019 a series that is ultimately about immigration? It is, um, and we did try to embrace the rule that you know no funny foreigners. We we I mean there's we, we, everybody. It's a kind of comedy drama, so we make fun of everybody and we take everybody seriously, but. Um, the the idea of uh, alien cultures not being there just to be laughed at and just take seriously culture clashes, take seriously cultural enrichment um, was was hopefully a, a guiding uh, influence to me. It is a bit of a, I, I hope, a sort of hymn of, of praise to Europe and its differences and its similarities. Yes, yeah, so I hope we didn't use a sledgehammer to crack a nut, but, we, but the, the themes of um, going to a foreign country being... Um, being embraced in the large part, being um, gently told off also um, as part of the process. Um, all those themes I hope we did, sort of did justice to. You come from a family of four children. You yourself have four children. Uh, how did that intimate knowledge inform the writing of the Durrell clan? Well, I tried not to be smug about the, the maths working because, after all, you, know, you can be a perfectly good writer without having any children at all. Um, but I... Um, it, I think it did help a bit. I, uh, I tried not to draw too many parallels between my own siblings and uh, and my children, but um, you do see certain patterns emerging. You know, the, the the sort of the process is, I think, that you people adopt roles. Um, they uh, there's a certain rather than a kind of narrowing a focus. There's a kind of um, everybody's personality becomes slightly more extreme, um, which is helpful dramatically. So, and I, and I think that the dolls were just slightly extraordinary in that they are so very different and they really were so different and yet they really did especially in the core few years they did get on beautifully when they weren't arguing and they wouldn't obviously say they'd hate the idea that anybody verbalized the idea that they got on beautifully but they they sort of underneath the um the, the crying and the screaming and the laughing at each other they did form a sort of a, a lovely whole uh one of my favorite elements of the Durrells is it's constantly morphing title credits which are not only beautiful to watch, but also clue us in to the events of each season. Uh, where did the idea for these animated credits come from, and are you happy with the reaction they've received from viewers? Yeah, they're beautiful. They're, um, it wasn't my idea. It was um, Sally Woodward Gentle, the, the, the executive producer's um, idea, and um, and he's a he's a genius. I mean, you know, and, it, and we did ask him to, or at least sort of the, the team asked him to tweak things. And you know that you ask for. Um, an animator like that to, to tweak something—it's—it's it's, uh, two weeks of, I presume, 
fiddling in a in a darkened room with a with an image. So I am. It's a it's a labour of love, but it's um just a, it's a bit of a visual feast. We couldn't have an ugly credit sequence after you know after the 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 visual splendours of to come of Corfu. Before this next question, a brief word from our sponsors. The Great Lakes, the Arctic and Antarctica, iconic destinations around the world. Viking offers opportunities for discovery with a shore excursion in every port. Learn more at viking.com. Coming up next on Masterpiece on PBS, the premiere of Nolly begins March 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, followed by the premiere of Alice and Jack at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. This week's episode marks the start of the fourth and final season of The Durrells. Was there any temptation to keep the series going beyond this fourth outing, or was it fortuitous that the real-life Durrells had spent four years on Corfu? A bit of both. Um, Milo Parker, who plays um, Jerry so beautifully, was um, his voice is broken. He's getting taller than Keely Hawes. Um, so it would have been we'd have had to you know, dig a hole for him to stand in, and other um, ways of making him look like a, the, the child he was stopped becoming. So um, we've sort of done them in real time over over four years. Certainly, um, it felt like four years was was about right. And I am um, I I reluctantly say goodbye to them. And I and I you know, especially in America, I think they think you're you think we're a bit mad if we if we do the minimal number of episodes we normally do in Britain. But I am. Um, uh, it was it was good to be the um, the grown up and say no that's that's to stop now. But there were more stories to tell. Um, but the family itself, you know, rather sort of conveniently, by 1938 um, and nine when we when we joined them in the fourth um, season, they were um, they were starting to sort of spread their wings and um, they weren't the, um, the sort of nucleus of family that they were before, and they were starting to in a way say goodbye to each other and to us um, already. So. Um, um, but, you know, a bit of me thinks, oh, I could have done this for 10 years. It would have been great. But anyway. <laughs> uh, World War II is looming. The series continues to track after last year, particularly the wave of fascism that is taking hold of Europe and now Greece. Uh, does the discussion of the rise of fascism feel perhaps even more timely today? It does. Does it not? <laughs> it does. Um Yes, we we sort of need a voiceover sometimes to draw the feels, but people can do the voiceover at home for themselves. And without mentioning names, um, there's yeah, there's a lot of you know political figures that um, spring to mind. I mean, Greece was a, it was a complicated um, setup. It wasn't quite as simple as um, they were. They were sort of split as a as a country, as most countries are, between you know the sort of I'm not saying the allure of Nazism, but there were, but there was certainly a, there was a bit of a fascist um, element there, and there was, um, but the, the your average um, Greek was looking appalled across the sea at, um, at what was happening. So I'm, um, yeah, we we I hope we we tread a bit lightly, but it was a, um, I mean, in my family, the other end was the the book. The the reason that Daryl's leave is for Jerry to get a, an education back in Britain. So um, that's one area in which we departed from the books and and. Uh, used real life because there was so much going on and the Durrells themselves had sort of amazing wars um, that you know sort of scurrying around avoiding Nazis going to Africa flying in and getting married not getting married um, so um, it was um, it, it would just knowing what the kind of war that's ahead of them made it made it all the more sort of poignant to write really um, but um, you know it's not a it's not a political show and 
we t- we didn't want to jeopardize the feel good factor too much by dwelling on you know um, the the clouds above. Um, we want to ha- you know we want to enjoy the last series for for um, for its ongoing joy. But yeah, it, it did cast uh, it made everything more charged. I think because knowing what was ahead. I mean, it does feel palpable this season, despite the the sunshine and the omnipresent animals. I mean, there's darkness on the horizon. No, I am a pacifist now. It's a bit of an overreaction. If there is war, we'll have to get used to these sorts of ordeals. Crisscrossing the Mediterranean to search for safety. How difficult was it to, to toe the line then between those two tones in terms of the writing? Well, each character has its sort of has their their take on it, really. And and Jerry just wanted to look after his animals, and and it was only to, right towards the end when he realised that the, there was obviously potentially a problem in having a zoo um, in in a time of sort of cataclysmic change. Um, Louisa, as the sort of mother figure, w- fearing for her um, her ch- vulnerable children, having lived through the First World War, is sort of in denial. Um, uh, Margot doesn't really know what's going on, or, or again chooses not to. She's got enough problems of her own. So, um, so um, and Leslie, the one person who um, likes to wield a gun, um, has also got a few distractions. So, um, so it's not like everybody is um, worrying a, a, about the war. It's, it's odd how people we all find um, distractions, and you know, and also something that's beyond your control. What do you do? I mean, Lawrence Lawrence Durrell was um, rumours that he became a sort of spy, and he certainly worked for. British authorities in uh, in various places in uh, Greece and and in Egypt during the war at the beginning of the war. So um, so there's a, you know he he was more active in um, trying to remind his um, siblings and mother that actually a war was going to happen and um, they should perhaps maybe you know have a few thoughts about how they might survive it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's a dark cloud, um, and it's and knowing also what happened to the the Greek characters, which I perhaps weren't spoiled by. I mean, in in real life, um, they had sort of you know very um, tragic wars, some of them. So um, so yeah, it's it's going on. But in the end, the personal sort of always um, trumps the the political in most people's lives. You know, we just get on with our lives, and if interesting things are happening, and certainly what's happening to the Daryls, then it's amazing what we can forget. It's Leslie who is the sole member of the Durrells to actually master Greek while on Corfu. Though this season we do get to see Jerry and Louisa each attempting some broken Greek in their own way. Uh, It seems almost fitting, however, that Larry should stick to English. Is that slow sanding away of Englishness intentional here? Well, I may have taken a few liberties in terms of the language learning because I think uh, actually it was Jerry who, given that he just go off into the island and talk to peasants who didn't, you know, as they called them then, um, who didn't speak English, he, he actually had a practical knowledge of Greek, which was um, the best. Lawrence, as a, as a sort of card-carrying uh, internationalist um, who ended up, um, I think, being pretty much bilingual in French, um, there's something about him, uh, maybe it's a, it's a writer's trait, the, the fear of losing English. Um, so he, I don't think he um, learnt too much Greek. Louise was hopeless. I think she felt, well, I, I've, it worked in India. I just spoke English rather slower and louder, and it seemed to be fine. So I think she adopted, apparently in real life, and in uh, which is the sort of thing we did in the series, that, that she thought that would work. And it sort of did, did work, because she had the charm and the looks and the natural authority for people to not tell her they didn't understand what the hell she was talking about. Um, but uh, I used to be a translator, actually, so I, I am quite evangelical about learning foreign languages, And I, although I, I do struggle myself with Greek. 
Um, but I, I love the I love the idea in theory of us um, all finding out about ourselves and culture by learning the the language. The Corfiets have been, by and large, uh, rather welcoming to the Durals. We begin to see that shift, particularly in this first episode, with Mitsos's attitude towards Leslie. Leslie! Spiro, thank you for recommending the Dural guest house to Mr. Vangelatos. He hit his face a bit under his hat. I hope he's not peculiar. No, we love him. Are you ugly? Are you talking to us? He's been rude about you because you're not Greek. Well, I'm in Greece, so doesn't that... No, I see, that makes it worse. Is animosity towards the Durals growing, or is this a general xenophobia on the rise? As a bit of both, I think the xenophobia um, that comes with the war is is felt by some. But I think the Durals, they relaxed, and they felt that, oh, well, we're at home now, so we don't need to worry about swimming naked in the sea. We won't offend anybody because they know we're, we've been here for four years. And so they slightly um, let their guard down, in, uh, and, and that was what happened in the the Durrells of later years, particularly that um, there some. I suppose that the 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 local people thought, well, they've been here a while; they should uh, espouse our values of sort of slightly more caution and not necessarily, you know, expecting her to dress in black because she was a, officially a widow, but certainly to understand their sensitivities a bit more. Whereas, in fact, I think the Durrells just felt, well, we. This is our home now, so we'll um, we'll uh, invite people that we know are perhaps at risk um, uh, affecting people's sensibilities. We'll, you know, we'll. I mean, apart from the uh, Henry Miller turned up and he was naked most of the time. Um, that's just what he preferred. Um, and uh, another um, guests, particularly, were just quite wild. I mean, they came from Britain, and they were, you know, they were sort of the full um, crazy louche. Um, bohemian, so um, that did, um, uh, from all accounts, really um, piss off a few of the um, the Greeks. But you know, they they were basically beloved, but um, nobody. Uh, but the rules apply to all, and I think they they did infringe them at times. The Dolls. Louisa has thrown herself into the guest house scheme, uh, now complete with a penthouse room, to get over her heartbreak. Uh, she and Spiro mend their fences and agree to be friends again, but it's clear that she loves Spiro. It's too sad being strangers. I know. Can we stop? Yes, please. How will their storyline continue to play out this season? Well, obviously, I can't give anything away. Um, but we will... Um, it's They're stuck. Um, really, that's the that's their problem, and they know they are. Um, Spiro, for reasons that he does finally articulate, he he feels he can't walk away from the marriage. We meet his wife later on, um, and and see their sort of mutual frustrations. Um, and he, re- you know, he respects the institution of marriage. His uh, his his father um, was a philanderer, and he doesn't want to be that person. So it's uh, he, you know, he is an honourable man. Um, up to a point, um, and Louisa doesn't be, want to be the, the sort of a marriage breaker. So it's it's that you know, it's that uh, poignancy of um, of unfulfilled desire, and and um, and the fact that sort of Spiro is uh, such a friend to the family and the island, and is everybody's affable um, pal, um, means that he he it's hard to extract him from their lives. So every day for Louisa is is slightly torturous, but. Um, um, so, it all, and also, it's you know, it's a it's a lovely romantic um, 
problem to have from the writing point of view. You know, they um, there are various um, ups and downs, and uh, and that's one area where perhaps having four seasons makes it all the more um, easier to write because you know that then there's a um, there's a crisis looming at the end of the season. So well, um, so I won't say any more than that. Mm. <laughs> uh, Larry moves out of the family home, taking a place just up the coast. Uh, how much of this plot point was based in story, and how much due to Josh O'Connor playing Prince Charles in The Crown? It's a happy coincidence, actually. Uh, I mean, it's not happy in that I would have loved to have um, Josh in every uh, episode fully. But the, the reality was that by, I mean, in quite quite early on, um, Larry was not among the family as much as um, you'd think from the books. Um, of course, he's written about um, uh, the, the call for years in a book called Prospero's Cell, in which he, the family barely get a mention at all. So um, he, um, the truth is somewhere between the two. He did he did um, visit a lot and stay in the house, but he lived up in the, uh, the north um, east. And um, yeah, well, we've got a you know we uh, we've got a, a letter writing um, thing going on, but there's, there's such a um, lot to be said about the letter writing that went on and what people said and hid and uh, how they you know you could you could create a image for yourself um because nobody knows the truth of what you're writing or not um so you know so we have um, we have um, larry writing letters home um there is enough going on in the rest of the Durrell family for us to um sustain a bit of a uh, bit less larry I mean, I will say that the Larry-Louisa dynamic is one of my favourites. You need to be friends with Spiro again. Can't. Look where that got me. Months of snivelling. I know, but apart from missing him, we're all really tired of having to walk everywhere. I am working hard and I'm not thinking about Spiro. Don't mention him again. How delightful is it to write those scenes for Josh and Keeley? It is great. I mean, and I'm not just saying this, it is rare for, for a writer to not or maybe I've just been unlucky in my career to not feel that I want to write for every character equally, and and it's certainly it is true of the dolls. But those are a particularly um, great pair to write because they sort of, um, you know, Larry's a funny mixture of he's occasionally vulnerable, but he's he's a real you know he's a real show off, and he likes to use words that I've had to look up, and he he likes to um, he likes to dazzle, and uh, Lu- Louisa like all. Good parents is there to bring him down a peg or two, and yet be supportive. Um, she's and the scenes when um, Larry left actually in a previous series was just I found heartbreaking because it well I mean, it speaks to me with as my youngest child now eighteen and they're all leaving home. You, it's just uh, it's the worst feeling of you know losing a limb when a when a, a beloved child um, leaves home. So um, so they're 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 great. And- uh, a large swath of the cast of the Durrells has essentially grown up during the production of these four seasons. As you noted earlier, I mean, Milo seems to have grown four feet in that time. Uh, what is it like writing for the rather grown-up people these actors have become now versus who they were when you first started the show? Well, they're nice people, or at least they're discreet people, so they don't come up to me and say... Um do you know what it's like to be 14? Have you forgotten and you've got the completely wrong? I mean, part of the the, the sort of comedy of the, um, the Joe and his mother relationship is that she gets it wrong, apart from actually getting the number of years he is wrong sometimes. Um, she just doesn't always understand how, I mean, it is hard, let's face it, to know what your child is thinking, especially one that spends, you know, Twenty hours out in the um, under a tree looking at, looking for insects, so I am. Um, so she um, she sort of is. I think the viewers' eyes and ears as well, wondering how um, 
um, what they're feeling because it's a it's such a um, it's at such time of change, obviously, and, and Jerry's the changing the most because he's um, he's the youngest. But um, but Margot as well is you know she moves from what is it fifteen to nineteen over those um, the, the the show's length, and and she's um, you know she's engaging with sort of feminism. I hope in a, in a sort of era appropriate way, and she's uh, and she's um, finding out that men can be um a mixed pleasure and she's um but she's you know sort of um so she's they are changing a lot and the, and the more um and larry is a, is a is a grown up so he should know better really but there's a lot of child in him um which is perhaps where he's you know he's a he's a playful writer um and in that kind of urge to show off he's sort of the, that's a particularly sort of childish trait perhaps but um i hope they you know basically i just wanted them all to look like they were um real young people rather than um, actors sort of representing viewpoints. In the broadest of terms, what can viewers look forward to on this final season of The Girls in Corfu? Well, there's a certain amount of tying up of um, um, of ends. Um, there's a certain, I hope, deepening of knowledge of, um, of them all. Otherwise, what am I playing at? Um, as we spend more time with them. Um, I can reveal that Margot goes home to England at one point. So, um, so there's a bit of sort of um, accelerated sort of self knowledge from that travel gives you. Um, and there's the whole, a whole new um, uh, sort of setup in that it's a, it's a guest house now because um, as a as a sort of way of heading off um, romantic um, disappointments. And also to get some money. Obviously, Louisa um, rents the house out to a variety of guests. So we, so and I hope rather than diffusing sort of our interest in the family, that sort of makes it all the more real because there's nothing like a sort of stranger in the house to to make the family either sort of rally round or um, or the opposite. So um, I, I hope it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a full season of things happening, and I, and I hope we, you know you, you know more about them by the time we. End the show. Simon Nye, thank you so very much. Thank you. Coming up next on Masterpiece Studio, a surprise visit from a rather ghostly actor as we sit down with a blast from the Poldark past. Or is it just a figment of our imagination? Pa, mm. look what I found. Take it away. Take it away! Tune in Sunday, October 6th, to hear from our surprise spectral guest. Masterpiece Studio is hosted by me, Jace Lacob, and produced by Nick Anderson. Alicia Baitup is our editor. Suzanne Simpson is our executive producer. The executive producer of Masterpiece is Rebecca Eaton. Sponsors for Masterpiece on PBS are Viking Cruises, Raymond James, and the Masterpiece Trust.